Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Art and Labor. We are a podcast dedicated to art workers and honestly working in general because as we keep learning over and over again, a lot of a lot of labor is art and a lot of art is labor. And what is art and labor? What does it mean? It's very existential lately. Welcome to Art and Labor podcast. I'm OK Fox. Um, joined with me, as always, is Sarah Crow. Um, and we have two sick guests today for an episode that, like, we've talked about doing for years. Um, but it's funny that this one came together um, so quickly. Um, I, I'm not going to say your last name, Kamara, unless okay. you want me to. Nah, it's not necessary. Okay. So, yeah, my name's Kamara. Kamara um, is my former housemate, um, amazing dog walker, cosplayer, um, all around great friend in person, um, and another great friend in person, Spike Einbinder. Hi, Spike. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> um, people might know Spike from various acting uh, parts uh, like on HBO's Los Spookies, um, or just like their own amazing drag slash comedy um <laughs> like uh married married uh the wonder wheel famously yeah <laughs> famously in a relationship with the wonder wheel we haven't we're not legally oh you're married, not legally married okay no but it'll be common law soon yeah. um just by the amount of time well we're so uh psyched to have you spike thanks um, for having me uh, and Spike and Kamara uh, work as dog walkers. And um, I don't know how much you want to go into how you started um, Rainbow Pack. Um, I'd love to hear about it. I'm sure our listeners would, too. Oh, you just want to jump right in. Okay. Um, I mean, I want to talk about Rainbow Pack, but we can fuck around also. But we can do both. Why not? Let's, let's do it. <laughs> um, well... I met Kamara when I started working at a dog walking service in the West Village that they already worked at, and it was way smaller, and after a certain point, I was getting less work, and I started working at a second dog walking service in Chelsea, so I was working for two at the same time, and then I left because I got an offer to take over someone else's dog walking route in Brooklyn where I lived, so Kamara stayed working for the person in the West Village, and then I started working in Brooklyn, and it all seemed great in the beginning, <laughs> and the place in Brooklyn, and I... Like I most things Kamara, in Brooklyn feel. What? <laughs> like most, like things, most yeah. things in Brooklyn. Yeah. It starts and out feeling great. great. <laughs> it started out feeling great, and so great that I was like, Kamara, come to Brooklyn and work at this service. Um, so I basically, like brought the best dog walker I know, who is Kamara, into this service that I was working for, um, kind of not realizing that our boss was being really exploitative because I was so in it for the love of the game. I mean, I it, was was easy. it was easy to trust her because like, oh, she's like a, a punk like us kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, she, and had a dog yeah, and she gay, has like that, so I'm like, that oh, we just work for like... Her a boomer lesbian dog boss. And now this is like an elder millennial Gen X dog boss. I was like, okay, this is great. Um, 
and wow, then the when circle the circle of life, dude, the circle of life. Absolutely. <laughs> we, I've, I've been privileged to only work for lesbian bosses for the last <laughs> almost 10 years. Um, I mean, um, is, and that's what got you the hosting gig at the Dyke March this year. I mean, no, I'm, I'm just literally kidding. Just don't understand how that happened. And I, when it did happen, I was like, I love this and I'm so grateful for this. And I will wear this honor with pride for the rest of my days. God, I was, was so actually... sad I, I didn't go. I really, really wanted to go, but I had to like work like several other pride things for my day job. And I was just like, I'm too tired to do another one of these. Can't yeah, it anymore. was just a raffle. It was just people spending money to like. Oh, yeah, you did. Oh, it wasn't the March. The march. No. It was. Oh, my it was God. Bef- the. <laughs> Like you had gotten the raffle, yeah. Uh, no, I don't think that I would be leading Dyke March. <laughs> no, because <laughs> I'm basically a fag that looks like a dyke. I'm a dyke. Okay. <laughs> but they they had me Same. on the stage being like, "If your name is Lillian, come up. You've won like two hours of tattooing from this person with lots of dildos. Like that's what I was doing. Hosting, and it was prize. awesome." <laughs> that's a cool gig though that's awesome it was it was like they were like telling me about it and they were like everybody there you will be paid in money and dyke adoration and i was like sign me the hell up like, i'm so down you're just giving people price What's exchange um, rate on that yeah. the exchange rate on that uh, <laughs> oh so it gotta God. be something fun um but yeah sorry i I, I didn't yeah i guess i didn't mean to, uh, for us to launch into this kind of serious um situation that you guys were in with your former boss that um well it was the pandemic like it, was. it blew everything up which in a great way because i mean because everybody at was at home with their dogs now well that was interesting <laughs> because i mean basically what happened was in march when everything shut down what, what would you say kamara we didn't come back till june it kind of depended on how much I, I don't know. Should we be saying our boss's name in this? No, don't say a name. Okay, okay. It it kind of depends like on like boss. how much she liked you, um, when you came back, uh, because she kind of brought me back a bit earlier, because like at the time after uh, me and OK got evicted from our building, I lived in her apartment for about a month where she didn't want me to have any of my stuff in the common space or her like... being our ex-boss. Like, yes. Yes. Her Kamara lived there in between housing after getting kicked out. Yeah. Yeah. So she also used me as like a dog, easy, sitter. easy yeah. labor being like, Oh, this person is already here. And she fully like, and she fucked off upstate. Yes. Oh, cool. and she was not there. there. And she even like had me do dog sits and I like turned on the air conditioner for one of them because it was a dog that wasn't handling the heat well and I was worried about her getting sick. And she just yelled at me for like having the AC on for the dog. Be like, don't have the AC on if I'm not there, essentially. And yeah. Yeah, this person like whatever, you know, facade they were keeping up before the pandemic of liking their workers, it became clear after the pandemic, like that they just wanted people who would be easily controlled and to make money passively off of them. Which is So her role was she gave us our schedules and emailed clients. That was her only role besides, and we had to pay her a third of our income every week 
she got a percentage so of each walk that we did. No matter how many dogs we would walk, she would take $5 off of every walk, which is giving leaving us $10 per walk. Wow. And before so the pandemic, a, there were, um, what, like five full-time dog walkers, and we were trying yes. to train a six. And yeah. when we were all coming back, she contacted me and was like, hey, I want to give you first dibs because the work is way less. Do you want to come back? And, like, I'm immune compromised and was high risk, and this was, like, early 2020, and I didn't know anything. So I yeah. was like, I'm a little worried. And she was like, okay, totally hear you, totally understand. And what she meant by that was, I will give all the work to Kamara. And if you mm -hmm. want work, there will not be any for you. But she made it seem like it was okay, but it, it really wasn't. So she had me flyering for the business, and I was not doing that fast enough. So, like, she was getting um, on my case about it, saying, like, you need a flyer faster. And I was like, I haven't worked in the physical job that I have in three months like I'm not used to being physically active I've been like doing nothing for three months or whatever and at that point I decided just to go off on my own and make my own route I informed her and the other boss um who is across the country in California in a joint <laughs> email that I was resigning and being like thank you so much for all that you've given me I appreciate it I'm so grateful I treasure my time here. I'm sad to be leaving. I want to do this route um, in not in competition with you. I hope that if I see you on the street, it will be friendly. And if anything you need, supplemental work, training, whatever, please reach out to me. I'm available. Wow. And nice. I got a, a phone call right after that email of like, what do you think you're doing? You're not going to make <laughs> any money. Like, good fucking luck. Like, yeah, and, right. and me being like, okay, but if I see you on the street, it's still going to be cool, right? And, and her just like, I don't know. Like, I can't say I won't rip your flyer down if I see it up on a pole. Like, just turned, turned on me instantly. And, like, I'd, <laughs> I'd taken care of her own personal dog. Like, I, it just felt really harsh. People who want to make drama out of anything. Jesus Christ. It was not Real. even drama so much as she just revealed herself. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, but she then was pissed Kamara that you stayed working there. Money. What? Yeah. She was pissed off because you weren't going to be making her money in the future right. anymore. Yeah, I was going to be making my own God. money and paying rent fa faster for myself. She, <laughs> like, I mean, she needed to be the king pimp of all the dogs in that part of Brooklyn, and and you were moving in on her turf. I mean, dog walkers are notoriously territorial. It's wild. Not even like they I mean, don't I have feel like to be, but a lot of them are. <laughs> a lot of them are for sure, but not. That's what I tried to have not happen. But I I started Rainbow Pack as like a Instagram page for myself when I was starting off alone, I didn't plan on involving anybody. Um, and I posted like, Hey, I'm leaving this other company. I'm so sad to leave it. And got a, got a horrible phone call from the ex boss. Take our name off your Instagram post. Like we want nothing to do with you. Like just going wild. Jesus. And Kamara stayed working there until October of that year. But in the later part of August we were like starting to talk again and have plans so we talked me and Kamara this is August 2020 mm. yeah do you have like we, the google doc of our, <laughs> or our email thread like yeah. already up <laughs> but we talked 
to other walkers who were still at our ex company and sort of all met up together without the boss um, and decided that we were going to present a list of demands. Even though I didn't work there anymore, I was like in solidarity with everybody yeah. being like, you need to be paid more. Like we're, we're going to get, try to get like overtime for night walks and weekend stuff. We are, want um, like a bigger cut of sit money. We want to be able to refuse work. We want built in sick days. Like another thing was we asked for 10 sick days a year. And I remember my dog Fabio was dying and the day that I had to put him to sleep, I had to work my route. She oh my would God. not let me take off. And then um, she, I was back at, I think I, she allowed me to take one day off work the next day. Like, yeah, because right if to you took that. off, that means that she would have to take over your route. And she's fucked off upstate, like pretty fully. She, but <laughs> she also had her own route that she wouldn't let anyone else walk because she was so controlling. And every person who, for the last, I think, for the final, like, five employees was a person that me or Kamara brought in. Mm. Like, she was so paranoid and not trusting of, like, workers' abilities. So, yeah, that's probably why. It's probably because you guys brought them in, so she was trying to, like, build that relationship for herself yeah. so that you wouldn't take it. Yeah, and then it basically ended up in, like, her refusing to meet our demands, so we just all i mean what what was it kamara she was like you can either come back with this new structure where like i'm gonna still make a cut but it's gonna be less or take the keys and go i mean like goodbye the the california uh boss also like said something that was like kind of like i don't know how to describe exactly it was very much like they were talking and uh, the Cali boss was like trying to be like more compassionate towards our ex boss. Yeah. Um, and still like kind of like, Oh, I'm so sorry that this happened probably. But then also like still trying to keep up that facade of like, I am also on the side of the workers. And so like, I, I, but I'm fucked off in California and and maybe I help with like legal stuff or something, but I hardly do anything. It's it's hard to say like what, barely anything, barely anything. They're, they're more of like just a name. They're not so much branding. Yeah. They're, they're just branding. Cause like they really have very little to do with like the actual, like the New York operation. They have their own solo thing in California, but like they had a relationship. What? They had a relationship, uh, like, they were friends back in yeah. California, in New York, or in New York with the New yes. York boss. It's it's and all confusing. They split off. But yeah, so like uh, I say, Callie was like trying to. Uh, this is all California people not knowing how to deal with New York <laughs> shit. I mean, Holy shit! They were trying to like placate to us, but then like because I think that didn't... I like called them out on it. Be like, uh, no, this isn't. This isn't going to work. We're not going to talk individually to And, like, I remember talking to Kamara a lot about this at the time because we were still, like, living together and stuff. I remember talking to you about how, like, you you guys have the relationship with the owners and dogs. So it's like you have all this power to just, like, 
like ask the owners what they want and isn't that what you ultimately did yeah and like we invited um the old boss to be like hey you can join the <laughs> co-op as well if I you know. want and so her, nice of you her yeah. literal response to that was well that doesn't benefit me in any way so i don't see why i would do that yeah like <laughs> what if yeah it's like you are the grinch and your heart yeah. is not growing in size girl no. like and, and like meanwhile a, like her and her girlfriend are like sitting together like you know she's oh God, been wait. crying you have to back up though kamara <laughs> okay, because okay. this was so what kamara's referring to is in october when we all met face to face the workers of soon to be rainbow pack and our ex-boss and our ex-boss brought her girlfriend to our meeting as she has a nothing to do with the business yeah <laughs> and like to be like so the, the only person say, on her side <laughs> yeah say how hard she worked and how crazy we were being and like this other thing happened where it's like there there are trans like we're mostly trans people and one um cis person who was a woman of 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 rainbow pack at the time and the girlfriend kept saying like da 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 da, da women in the workforce we have mm. to do these things for ourselves mm. and like, no, you know, this is how it is for people in the workforce. It's like this mentality of like, no, you need a boss to be making money off of you and putting you in your place because that's what's replicated when it's a man boss. Like this is <laughs> Lean what it's in, like baby. in the workforce. <laughs> like you might be mistaken just because we're women, like we're the same and that's not bad. That's actually good, which was the biggest mind fuck of all that they were like, <laughs> This is how it works. You eat shit. You eat our shit, and you should be happy because oh it's rainbow That's shit. Exactly. That's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, also a cis woman, but like in working for for Generation X, it can be like yeah. they are living in an absolutely different world than the boomers or us. Like they're yeah. <laughs> their own thing, where it's they really are wild. the the eternal victims. <laughs> Well, no, and That's I and, and, and that, that type of like I that type of identity politics is like is like being used as like don't you see we're the same like politicians yeah. do the same bait and switch like look at Lori Lightfoot in like Chicago Beto O'Rourke I, I, like <laughs> like even I I remember at the time like being like whoa a black lesbian marriage Chicago that's crazy and then all my Chicago yeah. friends were like what are you talking yeah. about she's fucking terrible yeah. blah, blah, blah. I'm like oh my god like, sorry. Kristen Cinema. <laughs> she was supposed to be the big like Generation X bisexual bisexual oh my god. menace with bad style yeah. evil horrible Don't style who was it fucking menace it was, disgusting yeah. Fisher Price bullshit <laughs> get out of here but yeah at that meeting we basically took the keys and the dogs who corresponded to those keys and split off she was like you're not allowed to use our brand you're not allowed to use our name we were like absolutely Good. no problem don't need it at all <laughs> don't want it it's actually don't toxic want it, don't need it <laughs> and like what we've been able to do since is like again like i started the instagram page the rainbow pack just as my own thing and then it was like okay we had this meeting like everybody share the login like let's all respond to dms this is you know like Let's make highlights. Let's make an FAQ section. Like we did this all with no boss. Mm -hmm. Like no one is getting paid for this like collective labor. It's like, this is our dues to each other is to be like, we're going to respond to messages on the account. We're going to, we have a signal group chat where we all like try to get each other the work through dog sitting. And, um, 
this is me segueing into the content that I show. Yes. You. Thank you. <laughs> Thank like, you. <laughs> I don't even understand how this person found me. I think it was through comedy, but this dog walker who I haven't met in person named Balto, who Balto. Um, their username is the underscore walker, but underscore is the word underscore. So it's the underscore walker cool. spelled okay. out. Um, they service in Wood in Washington Heights. And again, we've never met, but like they mm. followed me and then I knew that that's what their territory was. And when I got a request on our page for um, a hairless dog that lived in Harlem. So I said, do you service there? They said, no, but I know someone who does. It's like, there we go. This yep. costs nothing. Yep. Like I, I don't feel that I need to profit off of this because knowing that a dog is taken care of does something for me that money cannot necessarily do. Like I get work through dog sitting and I don't need to be like this, you know, I think about like the, the paint logo where it's like cover the world Sherwin Williams or whatever that is. Like <laughs> I don't need that to be like every far reaching manifest like, would... destiny of dog. Walking. No, like I would Come much on. rather know many people in many areas. Cause like I have one body that I can go in a yeah, zone yeah. with. In your, in your area where you live near and it, it, it makes a lot of sense. Like, yeah, and it does segue. So you had us watch this amazing um, documentary. Where they said the over one million yeah. dogs are in New York City. And that's in 1998. <laughs> that was in 1998. That's, yeah, it's. I mean, and and we see in that documentary what happens when like, like um, one like Walker has too much dogs, kind of. Yeah, to and it's deal like with. the unchecked greed aspect. Yes. Of, like, there's li there's lives like it's not just product it's very interesting right. like the documentary is called dog soldiers which also just um, hello great fantastic yeah. title <laughs> like, it's a, on a youtube account i think it's called my the guy is mike collins i'm not sure something like that but yeah, it's mike something whoever the person made it just like made it for fun i guess in 1998 and then threw it up on youtube 13 yeah, years ago like and then balto 3, dm'd it to me and i've been sending it to like every dog walker that i know slash like people <laughs> who aren't even dog walkers just because it's like a cool little time capsule but it's interesting to see like how things are the same and like how they're different but kind of bolstering these similar values that i don't ascribe to like like with the apps nowadays and like bigger companies yeah. and stuff like the um i guess the the documentary takes place in new york there's a few dog walkers that it follows one who like just moved to new york and is only doing a few dogs in the dog park one who has like his own little pack um and then another dog walker who is from brazil and has several people working with him and the final dog walker is a guy who collects 33 different dogs <laughs> in one van at different stops um upper west in and them east all to a park yeah yeah so those are those are like the layout of the documentary basically and then also like picks up four workers and like has them yeah. all like sit in the back also of in the, the van, van. Yeah. like probably on like the ground with like shit yeah. and piss it's so wild. It's so wild. Uh, I was joking. It's Cosmopolis for dogs because he like goes. He like goes from like one side of the city to the other. It's and like then, yeah, fiftieth oh to like a hundred and fortieth or whatever. Fuck. It's so wild. It's so wild. Like and it's like clearly like it's like 
the the people and then okay so then there's like the amazing artistic choice of like I- interviewing the upper west side right yeah dog owners in in the sepia tone with the dutch angle yes love yeah. it um wait one second we have to check something really quick joey is what this error message is oh i thought they were gonna be like check that that's actually a dutch angle really quick um (laughs) (laughs) and we're back and we were talking about um the documentary um, (laughs) dog soldiers the documentary dog soldiers um you have to search dog soldiers dog walking if you want to find it uh just because there's another case. movie called Dog Soldiers. Can, can we link it? I can yeah, give we'll you the link. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll, okay, We're going to cool. put it in the show notes. Yeah, the in first the episode notes, only has yes. like 1,600 views. Because it, it's such a good doc. Because I was just getting at the part where it, it, you know, it shows the Upper West Side owners, like yeah. all of these people like who have so much money. And it talks about the economics of it. It talks about how like, you know, everybody really wants a dog because people are lonely but like they have to work all day so they feel guilty that the dog is alone and so there's this guy in a van being like i'll take your dogs out all day but like in reality (laughs) most of the time the dogs are out are in this fucking van like in this insane van you know waiting for the other 33 to be picked up yeah yeah. it actually really reminded me of i don't know if you guys have seen the documentary dark days which is about um it's it's in black and white and it's also set in like this one's set in like 1998 and then uh dark days is set in like the year 2000 but it's about the people who live uh in, in the, the subway? subway systems yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah beautiful documentary highly yeah. recommend anyone to go see that too but it had that like same uh it, it, like definitely the kind of i don't know just that ret- it's now retro, but like retro New York hmm. psychos. <laughs> like I, that's my favorite genre. Like oh yeah. In my head, I'm yeah. like, I hope to God I get to be in like whatever third iteration of this shit is. I just love. Oh yeah, yeah we're like, we're the Xerox uh, it, of the Xerox of Bruce the dog walker. I, when I saw Bruce, I was like, <laughs> okay, my brother. Like yes. what's going A on? A real I'm one. Like, I'm you. I have that jacket. Like Zena. I know you're wearing that outfit seven days a fucking week. Yeah. Like that's my exact vibe. <laughs> and bruce was the most like human of all the like like i don't know yeah. was one of one of the like like yeah. or most humane rather dog walker he, and he very, also like, what did he say he was like i was doing human resources and like i majored in this random thing and then yeah, i was he, like oh i'm just gonna be a dog walker i'm like absolutely <laughs> he had yes. like a choice of like two different office jobs and he was like and so i did this <laughs> one of the dogs he walked he had been walking that dog for 13 years he said so it's like oh. Yeah, wow. since like she was a puppy. Nineteen eighty-five. You started being a dog walker. That's like, so cute. It's amazing. Imagine the kind of person who needs a dog walker in New York City in nineteen eighty-five. Gordon Gecko. <laughs> most psycho. <laughs> a fucking psycho uh, gay executive at a literally uh, at like uh, J C oh Penny. God. Yeah. Like they met at a play party. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The dog itself is coked out of its mind. Like, no. yeah, she's like, oh, she was old, so she kicked that habit. Yeah. She's like, I gotta preserve my heart health if I want to be walking these streets in my teen years. I mean, like, we walked that one dog in the West Village who was alive in the nineties. Oh, Gracie, Daisy. Oh my God, Daisy! What's the oldest dog you've walked? Her, Daisy. she was like yeah. twenty, I think. When no, she, she was not. or nineteen. 
I know. She's like, yeah, you know what? Fine. She was 19 and 20. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, well, she, do the math. She was drinking age, really. She was alive uh, even when I left. Yes, she was. And she and survived she was born, heart like, surgery. I think. <laughs> Talk with heart surgery. She, she's her. a Yorkie and she survived <laughs> heart surgery. And then they had her wear a t-shirt that was like, I survived heart surgery. Oh my <laughs> and God. She was like, rocks. walk around. She was also it like, those little dogs live forever. They do. Yeah. And, and the owner who was like another, even older person was like, every time I went there, she was like giving me very newly expired dry goods from her house, which like at the time my situation was like, I really needed that food. Yeah. And like, <laughs> Yeah, I just yeah. there was like many ways of like symbiosis that my dog walker. It's so wild. Like I actually have a sweater, a hoodie with me on the dogs that them that I'm on. That's from. Um, do you remember when Stella's mom gave all the clothes to us for us oh to drop God. off at the <laughs> yes. at the Salvation Army, and I took them directly to Beacons <laughs> to make oh money. God. Yeah, yeah. Um, Stella's mom working for the like working for rich people like ways you have to make it work for you like whether you're like an assistant um to some executive or like a nanny or whatever it is like it's its own insane ecosystem yeah that's very like present in new york and like the documentary does a great job of showing that too yeah like like you know the one dog who lives in a penthouse and <laughs> shits on the in balcony. a tiny crate yeah. oh wait no no no, no. sorry there was that one dog <laughs> where it was a jack russell terrier in a crate that was like a tube for like a oh, kitten oh so yeah, small so and the rule for crates is your dog needs to be able to stand up and do a circle and turn yeah. around and lie down like that's the size that's appropriate and this dog was like in lying position like unable to turn and the apartment was huge so you're kind of like why yeah would you but even the have dog, a dog could oh just like God. piss anywhere i mean don't I you understand something god forbid Ugh. this living yeah. animal i keep here as decoration but I mean, the penthouse dog picasso picasso the, the yellow lab yeah. the dumbest looking <laughs> dog i've ever seen in my life <laughs> that dog <laughs> the the guy goes up and he opens the dog's door and he goes, come look at this. Look at the, ba- the balcony. Look at how We're great on the this floor. is. And you just see like the corner of the view is just like a little minefield of poops of like old <laughs> dry poops on the balcony yeah. of this like top yeah. floor of this place. And it's like, I don't know if that was just a nineties thing. No, that's just like, a rich yeah, person dog, thing. Cause it like, disintegrates. I mean, think about like, <laughs> I was a very like close follower for a couple of years of Paris Hilton's Snapchat. And she's mm-hmm. one of those people who kind of cycles through like toy breeds or whatever, but like tiny she, dogs, yes. she had, yeah, tiny dogs, but she'll always have a, about 10 of them at a time and like from like you know further investigations of course they just like it's because these yeah these people never learn to even clean up after themselves so why would they ever pick up after these dogs like uh but like uh just as like a side note she she built basically like a barbie mansion for them which is pretty cool (laughs) but right by a pool and that's i also felt weird for picasso because like it was a balcony, but totally exposed. Like, yeah, that could have jumped over at any time. I mean, yeah, I did like, think it was a little bit high for him, and he did seem kind of dodo, and yeah. like he didn't <laughs> know what was up. But like, I think about that all the time with like certain dogs of ours. Like, and we actually just do. You, we had somebody in our group chat who um, 
was boarding a dog who jumped off of her third floor balcony <sighs> and escaped. Like, oh my god! She had a barricade fine, in front the of way. the the <laughs> screen door, and the dog moved the barricade, opened the screen door, jumped off, like bonked, then got up and was found like a mile later and returned. But it's just like. <laughs> I feel like Anything I was I was watching this um this Japanese TV program about like a Shiba that just they they kept it kept on escaping and they figured out that it was like climbing up a tree and you were watching yeah. Night Scoop you were yeah, watching Night Scoop yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. it's a great episode and Spike will definitely send it to you because it's so funny Very cool and yeah I don't know what that is <laughs> there's several episodes of Night Scoop where they just like follow yeah. dogs around and it's like what awesome. do you do all day <laughs> like, I mean hell yeah really cool like documentary <laughs> and don't they just like basically just come to terms with like okay well the dog's gonna get out but right. he he's not up to anything bad so i yeah. guess it's fine he's <laughs> waiting for me at the train station or he's like visiting my grave or whatever like, the classic yeah it's hachiko it's just like a bunch of hachiko that or they're like opening their own like little produce stand yeah. <laughs> one, of, one of the night scoop dogs um the sachan um it's just like a really fat dog that everybody feeds around town so sachan <laughs> just like does the rounds and just gets oh yeah the dogs that i'm that. sitting right now the owner was like and they really like this one shoe store because there's treats there and i was like that's amazing that your dogs have a favorite shoe store well that was like the one time i did a dog dog walking gig it was like to for somebody else not for their room but like it was this like 15 year old dog that somebody had found in Italy and she was like just you don't even have to hold the leash you could let go of the leash and he'll just walk you over to the grocery store and then you just kind of like rest (laughs) the leash on a pipe outside and then you walk in and buy a three dollar steak throw the package on the ground in front of him And he'll just like just open up, steak. open it up, and eat it, and like that's what he does two times a day. That's Italian <laughs> dogs. Exactly. That's and they what were they're like, doing over there in Italy. Every that's dog. why he's lived so long, like because he's eating the raw meat. They're like all out of the grocery guy. store, just like chilling, smoking, waiting for their steak. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> okay, wait. I did want to go back to the kind of like grotesquerie of the the capitalist dog right. walker the boss. Labor. Yeah. archetype both in y- y'all's real life where you had like airbnb landlord slash boss and like the guy who like hired a bunch of like black guys to be like his workers and do all of the like harder grunt work of like picking up shit yes and and um it was interesting like because they, they both said the same thing. Like, I'm also scurrying to plug in my laptop because it just gave me a low power warning is why I sound <laughs> weird. Apologies for any of this sound. Horrible. No, you sound fine. Anyway. You sound fine. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. So, basically, like, this thing that was interesting was the – when I was flyering for this person and – Oh, it did not charge. That's awesome. When I was flying for this person, she got really upset that I wasn't doing the work like in the manner, the timely manner that she wanted it done in. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. she was like, I'm just going to do it myself, basically. Okay. And that First was of all, the yeah, same right. thing as what the dog <laughs> boss said. He was like, if you want something done right, done. you got to do it yourself. yourself. Well, yeah. Four people were picking up poop yeah. for him. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, it's just that mentality of like, this is my money, even if it's someone else's labor, because like I gave them that work. So I'm owed mm-hmm. something yep. like, 
Yeah. It's oh my a, God, it, I plugged in. Thank God. But yeah, we oof. don't take commission. Like that's not what we right. do. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's leechery. It's capitalist leechery. And it makes sense that like these people are bound for like landlord dumb because that's yeah. the ultimate form of leechery. <laughs> um, it is the, it, the least amount disgusting. of work for the most amount of pay. Yeah. I, I definitely made this woman like, like there were, there were months when I was handing her like my whole rent in walk fees. Oh Insane. God. Like money I could have had savings with. Yeah. Insane. Um, it's, it's, it's that's in, so gross. It's really gross. And it's like, it gives me a disgusting feeling when I'm even like some, because some part of my like role now or whatever is like, I get a sit request and then I try to find out who can do it. And like, I, I read my friend's Twitter. Who's also like in the collective being like, I'm tired. I have chronic pain. I'm sad, these things. And then I'm like, do you want to do like a nine day sit in Williamsburg? Like, please feel free to say no. I don't know. Like, I don't want you to feel pressure. Like I'm feeling so crazy. Like I don't want them to feel like there's an expectation or like anything. It's like, it's gotta be the perfect thing of like, they're down and want to do this for the dog and like make money. And also know that like, I'm not making money off of their decision either way. Like, if they take the sit, the owner doesn't give me $20. Like mm-hmm. it's just about the dog getting taken care of because I can't physically be everywhere once to take care of every dog. Like I mentally want to. Well, and, and ultimately like, uh, hopefully it's not just you having to do that, that. No, we, of... we all like it's, yeah. I just get, um, I get people asking me directly because people think I'm the head of it. Right. Like, they right. and, and you're this that. public persona. And that's like probably like you're out and about a lot, so I can see yeah, that that's true. happening that, naturally. That does happen. Like it's interesting. The person Balto who sent me the documentary, like I thought that they followed me from Rainbow Pack, but when I was when I told them like about getting the request through our service and told them that they were like, oh, this seems so cool. I was like, wait, so how did you follow me? And I guess it was from comedy. Like I always forget there that like. Go. Even if you're a dog walker, you may have like found me a different way. <laughs> yeah. Well, you talk about dogs so much in your art and you like, <laughs> like, yeah. And so people know that about you and want to talk to you about it yeah. naturally. It makes sense. But I think it that makes sense. administrative work is valuable. It's just not the like, it, it's, it's as valuable as any other part of the labor of the process. It's not like, yes. <laughs> It's like, not the labor itself, you know, and that's where things get really mixed up often. I mean, that's just our, capitalism, but yeah. Our yeah. old boss, our first boss, Man Kamara's West Village boss, had a $50 bonus for every client that we got off the street. Oh. Mm-hmm. One-time awesome. bonus. One-time bonus, yeah. Which is yeah. some, to the person I think she who... was living in 1998 a little bit herself, but yeah. like. She was Xena. It, it with, was at least. With a black poodle named Cotton. Yeah, <laughs> it was at least acknowledging that we did work for and like brought business in like with yeah. I, w- I remember texting my ex- most recent ex-boss being like just talk to this client on this dog street like hopefully they'll they had a really great interaction whatever and being like awesome like no here's two again also like any any amount of money would have been fine for those things or like yeah. acknowledging a cap on her like that was another thing we proposed when we were splitting yeah. up it was like what if you made $200 a week maximum from each of us mm. instead of $550 sometimes? From yeah. five people. 
bananas like, for each person. Leech. Yeah. So it's like every week you're that's a pyramid scheme. Mm-hmm. It is what? a pyramid it scheme. Is. I mean, that's capital. Capitalism is a pyramid scheme. It is scheme, a pyramid scheme. But like, it all that's is. Especially a pyramid scheme. And it's like, it's not like we're like, this lavender oil is going to cure your daughter's autism. It's yeah. like, we're all oh like, God. we love dogs and like, wouldn't dream of ever betraying a dog or their trust. And then a capitalist being like, oh, perfect. Exploitable workers where I can, I'm using their heart. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like, I'm trying to think of like, what is the meaningful difference between like what, what I don't think there I, well, is a, a meaningful Well, technically, it's that difference. if you got a bonus for every new dog walker you signed up, that would technically right. be That's the pyramid, the pyramid scheme. scheme. But it's like aspect. so – I well, what, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, any – any a Ponzi scheme, any though, capitalist, that's, that's any like, capitalist structure is you yeah. are make you are are making the boss like yeah. you know like five to ten times more what you're yeah. being paid. So that's, that's the only like, way that they can afford you is if you're yeah. making. I don't know. I was trying to explain this to my sisters, and while I was trying to tell them to not go to college, it didn't work. But you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> well, but to... for for something like dog walking, it makes so much more sense for it to be a collective endeavor because mm-hmm. it's like it's it's so the care is so direct and it's like you're going into people's homes yeah yes. there's so many level of trust it's like caretaking too like this shit caretaking. should not yeah. be should not be relegated to like a shitty hourly wage like it yeah. should be something where it's like um like this you're like an important almost part of my family yeah <laughs> like, as a child care, elder care pet care like those are all yeah. under the same umbrella it's interesting that we're like assigning a dollar value to the hourly aspect of that when that's such an emotionally intense and physically not intense thing be. like I mean, this is our I've societal been... punishment for domestication oh we i mean to pay we people to take care of there are people so out too yeah yeah i've also even like had clients um from the west village and also from chelsea back in the day where i did like other non-dog yes i was gonna bring that up earlier when you mentioned that like stuff about like selling clothes or whatever like you're also doing like you're doing a lot of emotional work for the person too two of the most intense examples of that were um astro's mom uh she she was a really she was a very cool lady she was like a lesbian biker back in the day and she would like do parades and whatnot but then like she she did get cancer and so then was like very like behind in her life and just like her apartment had become just a mess and she's Mm -hmm. collecting clutter and so like she would oftentimes like reach out to me just being like I need help with like figuring out like how to split up my my possessions because like I don't want to like leave this for my family to have to deal with so she just like pay me to sit with her while Mm. like showing her objects being like do you want this and she'd like say yes or no and I put it accordingly that's a whole job yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. but she would come to me because I was someone that she trusted yeah and you know I also attended like her basically like pre-funeral party where she was just like yeah, I'm going to die. And I just and like want to have one last time to like yeah. talk to everyone. And like, I just remember Damn. like holding her hand Damn. and like 
she barely like recognized me. It's like heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. But like, and it, our other coworker adopted her dog. Yeah, I wish wow. I could have adopted her dog. Like, oh he God. was my favorite. He was vicious to other <laughs> dogs, but adored him. He was the best. Um, but yeah, it was an intense situation. But like, you know, it it did mean a lot that like she trusted me like that, and like that we had that sort of relationship, even if it was way out of like my expertise yeah. and then the other one was from Chelsea and this was um a man who he had been ran over by a park worker in so oh, what fucked up what was that park uh that I worked at before in Chelsea um it was Madison Chel- Ma- it was Madison Madison Square Garden yes Madison or, Square or Madison something park Square Park Square yes. Park sorry yeah so that was where I first worked Unlocked. or Second place that I worked, um, that boss, she actually like molested me at that dog park, which Ooh. was like Ooh. kind of intense. She was, Jesus. she was a character. Uh, this is the person who also saw me in a dog park when I was working for my first service ever and said, Hey, you want to make more money doing this? I can tell you got a, you got a good thing going with you with the dogs. My friend needs an assistant, $500 a week. And like, that's how I met Kamara is the same ex boss of Kamara. Yes. Scouting me from a dog park. You know, that's the like fucked up part where you, to a certain extent, like, I mean, when you're in these positions, you're like, yeah, I guess I got to risk it. Like just going to. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh yeah. It's not like about the homeowner or like the apartment owners, like risking their apartment you're also risking your own yeah Yeah. especially like going into like meet and greets like meeting someone for the first time and like going into people's apartments oh yeah geez um which we were never paid for those by our boss by the way that's fucking bullshit it would be after work going to meet a new client in their apartment could take anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour of schmoozing transit to onboard them never paid ridiculous yeah so this guy in Chelsea um yeah he was hit by a park worker after hours because he got locked into the park and he tried to like knock on this worker's van window to be like hey could you let me and my dog out of the park and uh he thought that he was a homeless man and so he backed up and ran over his legs and left him bleeding out in the park with his dog he did survive. Delicious. That guy, a park worker yeah. should be in jail. Like, yeah, I mean, insane. as far as I know, murderer. There was, there were no charges pressed. The cops cleaned up the scene before the park even opened the next day, and so like there was, it was very hard for him to like actually get any sort of evidence on what happened to him. But like his dog was like taken to the humane society, and he was like freaked out because like this dog was. 15 and like the love of his life and you know the last thing she saw was her owner potentially being dead and she she must have been like freaked out as well but luckily they got reunited and then I was walking uh his dog while he was recovering and like he would very frequently have me look at like his infected legs and be like this is fine right the doctors tell me i need to like stop walking but you think this looks fine right i can walk they're wrong and i just keep on telling them like i cannot tell you medical advice 
It's just. Uh, and he just like would, I'd be like cleaning up blood and trying to like keep his dog from like pissing and shitting everywhere because she was incontinent. And I would also take him for walks because he would be majorly, he'd be very depressed because like he'd be stuck inside and like unable to move around in his apartment. And so like I'd take him and his dog out, he'd be in his wheelchair and we'd go walking together. And, and your title this whole time was dog walker. Just oh, yeah. dog walker, not, yeah, not, not nurse, uh, <laughs> not, not, yeah. not house cleaner. Not physical therapist. dog like, walker. Yeah. God. Um, but yeah, he, I was definitely very underpaid for that job, but like, you know, part of that, like he couldn't pay me. He was dealing with massive, probably on disability and yeah. And like, he just would tell me all these like terribly sad stories, but like I would just sit with him and listen. Um, sorry, I, that wasn't a crack that was a burp my apologies <laughs> well, well it is it is a public service and yes. you are braver than the troops so it's true yeah, i mean true. like i think that if we could just if we could take away all cops yeah and just give just like, dog soldiers turn them dog all soldiers. into like dog walkers sanitation workers librarians yeah. like world would be fine home caretakers like, I mean, I don't know if I want cops to be dog walkers because we had that one guy in the West Village who was kind of like borderline. I wanted to be a cop, but couldn't. Well, what I'm saying is like, you know how there are those people who are like, I'm going to become a cop because I'm going to be not like other cops. I'm going to actually make a difference. Mm -hmm. I would hand them a leash. I would be like, please just be anything else. Like if you're a dog walker, your eyes on the street. Hand them a leash, but then the collar is on their own uh, neck. The cops, I'm still going to say no to that one, actually. No, well, sure, the, like... the current cops, they're not motivated by service. They're motivated by money because it's an extremely yeah. lucrative job. Most and cops, most cops, yeah. I'm going off yeah. of, like, my yeah. law and order fantasy where it's, like, yeah. people are still getting into it because they're like, well, I was I was raised in this neighborhood and there are problems. Yeah, I'm there like, are stupid people everywhere. But, yeah. you know, I'm going naive, off of, like, stupid, my... Naive. Yeah. Well, David Graeber d- did yeah. that, like, set of interviews that are, like, very similar mm-hmm. to that. And it's, like... And like you could straight up ask somebody like, would you for, you know, would you rather coach Little League or be a cop if they were paid the same amount? And it's like, obviously, yeah, fucking coach Little League. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't even like kids. And I'd be like, get me like, hand me a bat, whatever. (laughs) I've always said, like, I would absolutely if like gift wrapping at Macy's was not like a seasonal job and paid a living wage, I would do that. Or You'd be great at that. Yeah. I would love to do that. I would. I actually have done like de-hoarding, so that process mm-hmm. of just like yeah. bringing stuff to somebody and being like, "All right, you want to like put it in the maybe pile?" Um, keep, yeah, keep sell or donate. And, or and even the process of kind of convincing someone to to like get rid of stuff. Like I've done that, and I actually really do like it because it is extremely rewarding by the simple like pleasure of starting with a very crowded room and ending with like. Mm-hmm. a nice one but like yeah no it's it's like it pays dog shit uh pardon part of my french uh the... <laughs> yeah that's actually offensive and don't yeah sorry <laughs> are we talking about rainbow dog shit or like no i'm one? kidding i'm kidding <laughs> i'm just like the rainbow dog shit is like the, i, I would also clean like... toilets no for <laughs> a living it's, like, it's okay for us yeah. to be your boss no it's true 
It's true. <laughs> I, I I would be remiss. We should talk about our other um, topic, which is we all went to go see the new Masaki Yuasa movie, Inoue. Inoue. Sorry. Inoue. I keep saying Inoue. I don't know why. I think that's something else. It's something else. Yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> but Inoue is, Drawings you know, of dogs. The king of dogs. Dog, Dog king. king. Dog king. Yeah. And the reason we got tickets is because... Our client dog walking. from dog walking <laughs> hooked us up <laughs> because now that we're this is the last thing I'm going to say to put a little bow on this like go through I mean, doing rainbow pack the clients that we have and have stuck with us it's like a mutual thing of respect like they trust mm. us they treat us well and they also are understanding when it's like COVID exposure we have to retool like I am sick I can't walk your dog like they're like their understanding of that in a way where we just had a boss telling us that that was unacceptable. So we weren't ever like thinking mm. beyond that. So it's way mm. healthier for all involved. Like the, the people's dog walkers are happier knowing that they feel like they're being appreciated more and treated more as an equal, you know? Like, yeah. And also like people like, like high, like being like fair in like who they're hiring. Like people yeah. don't, want to fucking like especially for some something like i don't know like a lot of people are cheapskates and are like well fuck fuck my mom i just need a fucking like i like care worker so i'll pay dirt or whatever or like maybe they can't afford it and that's one thing but like i don't know i think for the most part people are gonna feel better knowing that like it's a it they're supporting a like a more equitable business yeah. than than like the apps like who have not notably have not really taken off well, the um, apps are also full of horror stories. Yeah. I, I mean, if I've you could talk about the apps. Before. We should talk about the apps <laughs> yeah, a little okay. bit. Yeah. So okay. the thing with the apps Back to dog is walking. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> it's endless. It's the good, The apps though. are really prohibitive in both ways. It's like you, if you sign up to work as a walker on an app, it's a very intense screening process, but it doesn't necessarily take into consideration that a lot of the screening process is like things that people with an certain amount of access can do like you mm. must have a smartphone you must right. be available at these times like you must go through this training program that's unpaid like you must be able to commute anywhere where your walks like are taking place like all those things contribute to the worker being stretched thin much like mm. a delivery driver would be yeah. it's almost like you can't refuse the work that's coming up because there's so many people like contributing to this scarcity yeah. So anytime I meet someone who's like, I work for Rover, I work for WAG, I'm like, if you have regular clients, poach them. Yeah. yeah. Take, Take them, them off the app and That's get right. them to like just pay you. Just pay, you. Yeah. pay you and work yeah. with you independently. And these apps are they're tracking you. Yeah. Like it's so that the people hiring you for through an app, they don't care about you because they can see where you went. They know they're getting like the, the, you know, you're clicking pooped here and peed here on an app. Like it's this very, like, I don't have to worry about what I'm paying you. Like I'm paying the app $22, even though you're getting 12 yeah. of that and the rest is these, like, because these boxes are getting checked and I trust that it's like you trust surveillance. You don't <laughs> trust an individual mm. and that's fucking heartbreaking to me. Yeah. It is heartbreaking. And, and, it, and, and you know, a lot of the restaurants will tell you the same thing about using Grubhub and shit. If you have a neighborhood restaurant, you like call fucking them. call them on yeah. the phone. Call them Pay the them in phone. cash, like you know. Pretend do, it's nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, I always call restaurants. <laughs> Sometimes I worry that I'm like, like 
annoying them. No, though. they they <laughs> honestly every single yeah restaurant I've yeah they appreciate it's, it. Yeah, it's like there's yeah like you know there's 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 like certain benefits to the the apps, but it's exactly like you're saying, Spike. It's like you know it, it, it's it's fucked up. It's it, like it's like okay, so you trust it, you trust the that you trust this app's data shit more than like you would trust a human being just telling you like yeah. I, it's in well and, and it's like, false it's like because data- it's, it's ultimately it's still a human being like exactly it's still, that's know? what i'm trying to get at like it's still like the human is still putting in the data yeah. so it's yeah. like <laughs> but you you know they're not gonna it's like people don't know where to go for like a trustworthy person and like mm-hmm. part mm. of the our deal is like when people ask us, like, do you know any per- person in, like, Ridgewood or Bushwick, it's like, yeah, these people are, like, this other thing. Because, like, it doesn't do us any good to try and hog it all for mm-hmm. ourselves when we know other people can do it and we literally, our legs don't go that far. Like You have yeah. a certain capacity. You're not going to be, like, the, the psycho guy with the big van, like, yeah. hurting. Because you hurt the dogs at a certain point You're gonna, if you are too It was greedy. too many dogs. And that was, yeah. even yeah. at the X place, like, I, my maximum, I would do 20 to 25 dog walks in a day. Wow. From 11 to 4 with no breaks. And it was packs of five at all times, which meant because these were 30 minute walks, most of the dogs walk like 10 minutes at least was being in a building right? to make my boss the money that she was. It's like, and now that doesn't happen. Like the dog is better for you. It's better for the dogs. Yep. Although I would like to ask just as like a dog walker flex, what's the most amount of dogs you've ever walked at one time? Well, Kamara, uh, probably eight? Like eight, nine. That's pretty good. Nine and nine? eight. That's good. Nine. Me and Kamara yeah. together. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like together. I thought we were talking like individually. Like, oh one yeah, person. you've you've done eight on your own, <laughs> and I I nice. think I did eight on my own one time too. But we, together not like we've done nine and ten before. Though. Yeah, but it was wow. all dogs that like were chill, so they oh, figured although, it out. Yeah, kind of. Kind Just of. to yeah. go back slightly on um, the dog, the dog van guy. Yes. Yeah. I think that part of the reason why he did even hire people mm. was because he's taking them to a dog park, which have rules on like how many dogs a person um. can have. Mm. And I'm so fucking certain that like when he was working, everyone in the neighborhood knew like, don't, don't go to the dog park in between this hour because like oh this is God. a nightmare yeah <laughs> it's like this guy comes in and rolls up and dumps 33 dogs into the park no one else he can yells get in at there. like four like, black people yeah. to like clean yeah. up all the shit and yeah. all well, of his dogs are nightmares saying, if you want something done right you got to do it yourself as oh men God. all around her. and he's going pick up that poop chris get down there pick up that poop like that dog's gonna eat it and then vomit and then the and owners i don't want the owner calling me. me it's yeah. like I don't know, dude. Like, just like he was saying, like it's crazy. These people pay dog walkers ten, twelve dollars per per dog for an hour walk. I'm doing the same thing, and they're out all day. It's like in this horrible pyramid scheme. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. You're keeping your rate low because you're you're accruing more mm-hmm. dogs than you can handle. It's like you're making their lives worse. For the your first benefit. thing that we did when we yeah. um, became a collective was like the our prices are going up by five dollars. Sorry, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if you can't do that, like we have, we have two clients who pay the old price and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, you're providing a better service, like a higher quality of service. Like people need to, 
pay it. Like I've gotten mad at people in the past for like un- underpaying like home home health workers and stuff yes. like that. Like it's like you can't underpay for shit like that. You can, there there's not enough money you can give them. Like, and ask people like, <laughs> are you getting paid good? Do or like if it's a service based thing, like be like, hey, do people tip you? Like, what's the deal? Mm. Like talk about these like verboten things to get more understanding across. Like it's this such a thing to be like, and open the books, get your job to open the books. If you really feel like your job is like a one big fucking family and that we're all taking care of each other, then like look at the fucking books and do the math yourself and be like, is this fair? Who's taking a vacation to party a year? It doesn't equal the money we're owed. No, you, you, you guys making it into a cooperative, it makes a lot more sense. It's not exactly like unionization. And a lot of people are in that position where it's like a small company and people are just getting fucked over left and right to benefit one freak in a rent stabilized apartment <laughs> who has just like eked out this pyramid scheme for decades. And there's so many jobs like that that need their books opened up and like, you know. Be the wrench, like open it up. Look yeah. up where, how much your boss's apartment cost, because you can right. do that. You can go through the records. Go to uh, justfix.nyc. I mean, we knew yeah. because our boss is fucking charging, our ex boss is charging Kamara rent. Insane, yeah. So it's like oh you're doing God. dog sits in an apartment that she's not living in and then paying her rent on time. It's just like. Such a punk, man. Such a, such a, punk. Such a cool she, she one punk. time in the car, like, took me aside and was like, I get worried that, like, people don't think I'm punk. And it's like, what you're do you want me to say to you, bitch? Like, you pay me. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you're punk. Like, uh-huh. Oh, my God, like, you're so punk. Don't worry about it. Do you want me to be real with you? You're the least punk person I've ever met. Like, <laughs> but you have she's a history got a of being weird to trans masculine people. It's yeah. something's up with you, girl. That's the like, least punk thing you can do. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Oh, my God. I feel bad we didn't talk about the movie at all, but I we do. We a little bit. I mean, everybody watched the movie. <laughs> it's 45 minutes. It. Every, wait, I mean, we shouldn't spoil it or anything, but it is like Yuasa doing oh my a God, I thought you meant the trans... No, 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 no. Watch the we talk about that as well, too. That's Inuo. 45 watch minutes. Watch, yeah. watch Inuo. It's so fucking good and also like has like dog, human, like, uh, you know, a pack it of dogs used taking more dogs, in a human. But... I think yeah, yeah that was my personally. only critique not enough dogs yeah, not enough it's dogs. true they don't show it that off that much but it is like I don't know there, there's but, something very sweet about like the, you know the dogs have taken in Inuo the outcast <laughs> child the outcast yeah. child exactly which is like so that, are that many happens. dog walkers like yes eating in the trunk with the puppies yeah yes. we kind yeah. of are all like a little bit of a too much of a freak from for society like <laughs> Me and Kamara, when when was the last time you worked indoors? An indoor job. Uh, <laughs> when was the last time someone let you into a fucking house? I don't working working um, for five hours in a place uh, inside. Fuck, uh, I don't know, ten years. Nice. Yeah, it's like because yeah. like even when I was in like Montana or Colorado, I wasn't I wasn't working necessarily like in montana I was hanging out with the goats and the deer and <laughs> yeah. colorado again just and some people dogs. are animal people <laughs> some people are kin do, is very donna haraway ian but some people are are kinned with animals and like uh and animals are people also obviously and 
They're like, babies all, forever. <laughs> they're babies. Yeah, yeah that's the end. They're, yeah. they're like just babies. The good and the bad. Children yeah. grow up and can yeah. be like, hey, you were my nanny. Like, I am now able to talk to you on an adult level. Thanks for caring for me. <laughs> and dogs will like look into your eyes as they go from like incontinent puppy to continent mm. adult to incontinent old dog and be like, right. thank you for witnessing my life cycle and holding <laughs> yeah. me through it. Yeah. Mommy. Yeah. yeah. There's something really, really touching about that. And yeah, I don't know. And that, that is one aspect of Inuo, but you know, it's also just Yuasa doing a um, T for T love story. Mm-hmm. Um, Queen Bee is, is the roll. main lead and it's rock and roll and it's fucking sick. And everyone the power should go of rock see and roll. The power it of really, art. Yeah, the power of art, the power of rock and roll. Uh, <laughs> it will set you free. It literally set him free. The power of art Yuri on real. ice. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Specifically. Yeah. <laughs> It's. I want it to be the next Yuri on Ice. I want. I want Dojinsi. I want uh, Sanrio collab. It's got the Yuri on Ice section. <laughs> I want it. I want yeah. a of of Inuo being a little freak. It's so Hedwig. It's so. It's such. It's. It is like. Um. Like, Henke. Henke story. Like. Like ancient. It's like the Japanese version of like Gilgamesh or like I'm trying to like like ancient ancient stories being like reformed in a, in a modern lens, um, in really cool ways. And like, yeah, accessing your power through something that is, that you're told like, isn't, you know, we do things by this book and you can't go outside of this book, but once you do, it liberates you in every sense to be yourself. Like, yeah, it's, you know, we all have to live in a world where we have to work, which like for now we do like, if you can access something that liberates you while doing it in some way, like that's extremely rare and lucky. Yeah. You know, like the main character, I don't know how much I want to spoil, but like, you know, believed so much in rather than like telling the stories that were approved by like the government or the Mm -hmm. Shogun or whatever, he was willing to just be like, absolutely fucking not these are the stories that the spirits wanted to hear about themselves this is what they told me because we chills yeah and i'm gonna go down telling my stories by my name and and i think there's a reason why like a lot of like trans people like it are like associated with like kind of shaman stuff or like in ancient cultures and like i think that we like as like as queer people like we're we're like something animates us to go look back in the past about people who are not like related to us by blood but are like are like um are like just stories that need to be remembered artistic lineages yeah 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 yeah, there's like these certain lineages and like that's definitely a huge part of the story is like his blood lineage but then like when they like the main character changes their name and like then that like new lineage. It's so sick. And the body it's... being changed, like finding yourself in a different body than the one that you were born with, whether by like, you know, I wasn't like the way that I found out that I was trans was because like I always felt it like it didn't happen to me. But like your body can change in a way that's outside of your control and you can realize things about yourself like through that. Yes. Yes, it's very that's a very like Cronenbergian yeah. transness. Um, 
you know? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And that's all real, and it's all, and it, and it can happen to you really late in life. And it can it, happen it, to like, you, listener. It can. It can. You can dude. wake up tomorrow. It's it's liberation, liberation's just around the corner for all people, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad thing. It's just like, get ready. Like, you're never, you're only one breath of a dandelion petal away from being different the next day than you ever thought. Like, it's so true. Yeah, and the, and there is something really neat that about the movie, like it, because there is like a version of like that 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 tip traditional story. I don't know if it's the tale of Henik Hike or like it's like also what Dororo is based on, where it's like a disabled person slowly becoming not disabled, which is like kind of fucked up. But I feel like to get kind of like go around that um, type of critique, they showed like the way that like common people are showed in the movie as just fully like embracing these like queer freaks and then like including like several scenes of like common people with like physical disabilities, like really into it. Like was like, this is like, like these, these are folks that are yeah. being like, celebrating like, the, too. The freaky stuff about them wasn't their disabilities. It was like, they are cross-dressing. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. like whoa there's a guy like me like who's disabled like and he you know what he's doing he's wearing lipstick which is like rock the fuck on like let <laughs> let me see that and get spirit from that and get energy from that yeah yeah and there and and there's like you know both have like different physical like because the other character is blind and like you know goes with the blind biwa um priests and stuff and like learn like hone this craft and that, become homogenous, like look the same, take yeah. the same name. Yeah. And so he li like liberates himself from like that. And like, and he actually has support from his fellow Biwa players, mm -hmm. like yeah. a lot of support. Like I was also kind of like wondering, cause there are the other like two or three members of the band that don't really like have speaking roles, but I, feel like they were probably also blind like i think that the they're fire all, breather they, they're all probably like all all the biwa players were blind i think but they were also like the character in the band who like had almost like a cello an improvised cello and yes, the one the that, like had a bass. drum yeah. yeah the upright bass was so yeah. sick the bow. And it's like, yeah. I, I think that they were probably also blind because like i was doing like some research on like the the biwa the yeah, blind yeah. biwa player yeah, situation all... And it is like very much like this is the kind of role that blind these people, people take. can take. Yeah. And so like, uh, like me and Spike kind of talked about this on the train ride back and that I'm, I was fairly certain that his mom was like not able to like support a child after his father was killed as well. Yeah. So like either she sent him specifically to look for these players or it just happened by coincidence and like the mom was really just like, uh, well, good luck out there. Yeah. And, and he like, happened to find it or if he went seeking them. Yeah. And being like your role, like you just because your body has changed and your abilities have changed, like you actually have a new role that's also intrinsic to society. Like you are now a bard. Like even though the yeah. first, yeah. The, the troop of Biwa players was like um, rigid and this one look and this one book of songs, like you're you're elevated to like being a part of culture and making culture and then when you take that into your own hands like what can really be done with that is what was so beautiful about the movie and it challenged the power of the shogun yes absolutely so, and and like that's like a, a really interesting aspect of things that like yeah when 
I don't know. Like, I feel like people downplay like art and media's role and stuff, but it's like, it's only as you like with a media project that's like, you know, really popular and doing really well. It's, it's up to you how much responsibility you want to take and how much you want to push it. Because if you push it, if you push it really far and you, and you have like a very, like look at Roger Waters, for example, all this is in the news right now. So it's very, very relevant, but he, he's going out there like on these big, huge tours, like Madison square garden shit and just like pumping it full politics, like full, like of what I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what this is. Oh, Oh, so Roger Waters is one of the pink Floyd guys. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, is he uh, doing the big pig balloon? Like what's going on? <laughs> he's just doing concerts. So they're just music concerts, but he's writing all these different things. So like, I, I haven't like watched the full concerts, but it's in the news right now. Um, because he's pushing, he's like, Hey, China is not our enemy and we shouldn't be going to war. Oh, rock on. Yeah. And, and that's like the big, like he's, he has other messages too. Like I've seen ones that are like, fuck the Supreme court and like, okay, give everyone abortion and like, I night, you know, (laughs) like, (laughs) like like, I've seen like that in, in the concerts too. But I think the big one that's getting the most media attention, like, so like to the point where like, you know, big time bourgeoisie media like CNN is like, okay, we're going to sit down and have an interview with you and like figure out what you're about. And, and it's, I, I, I need to watch the interview still, but like, I think it's mostly because he is fighting against the dominant narrative that all both Fox and MSNBC and CNN are all trying to push, which is a, a deeper, conflict with china and russia and starting world war three and like he's brave enough to be like no and there's honestly not a lot of like high profile people who are willing openly no yeah (laughs) or like like the iraq war who are like feel secure enough in their bag to be able to say like yeah i could just never make money for the rest of my life and i'd still be fine I mean, that's, I, I think that is, like, something to consider with something like that. Yeah, but, like, that's, he's coming from that point of privilege. Yeah. I just, like, yeah, I think that there's oh, like good on him still. Innate... Yeah. yeah. But he's reached sure, that but... echelon, yeah. and Inuo is the same thing. It's, like, it's, like, they worked really hard. They reached this big echelon where well, they're but... challenging... I, I mean, you know, I don't have to spoil the whole fucking movie, but, you know, <laughs> well, they challenge the Shogun's. And there's yeah. like a consequence that we that Roger Waters will see one of the two consequences in the end. Yeah, of the movie. that's right. Will he be beheaded, <laughs> or will he say NVM about all the China stuff? Actually, please be buying my records with the little diamond with the rainbow coming out that's on all your t-shirts. Like, I mean, watch this space. I bet he's gonna flee to a non-extradicial country and just chill there for a while. That's my guess, but you know, if we're making predictions, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting point of responsibility and, and the, the movie gets, I highly recommend everyone go see it. Um, great soundtrack, great animation, like dazzling. Oh, it was so good. Main, the main character is voiced by queen B who Kamara mm-hmm. got, got me into through the Doro Dororo reboot anime. Yeah. Really good. And also, ironically, um, so, yeah, Queen Bee, 
Avichan, she voices uh, Inuo in the movie, who is basically a dancer. And then uh, the other character, uh, Tomona, uh, he's voiced by a voice actor who's actually a dancer by trade. Wow. <laughs> Love that. The singer and dancer switch roles. Yes. That's really I mean, cool. he does have a good voice, too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, Abu-chan knows how to move also. Like, oh, my God. Like, she's really cool, like, kind of non-binary trans woman, half black, half Japanese, like, and extremely popular um, in Japan, which is awesome. Like, <laughs> like in and, a place that is not normally super here. opening to either of those things. <laughs> I mean, I, what I loved about the movie is that the movie does make the argument that like queer and trans people are loved and beloved. Mm -hmm. And if we're given the space to just like showcase who we are and like be fully out, people admire it. Even like, even like people who are like deeply, deeply cis quote unquote. (laughs) Um, Cis beyond repair. (laughs) Nothing can help them. They're terminally cis. Yes, we want to see you. And, like, think about the history of all the fucking rock stars of the world. They all played with gender, all of them. Or just were, like, you know, yeah, Bowie or or Queen or something. Or gender norms, at least. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Even if they, when they, the moment they turned 60, if they weren't dead from drugs, they were like, actually, I am a Jehovah's Witness. Or, like, whatever. (laughs) We were like, oh, no, but your song is about not having gender. Okay, well, I'm just going to listen to the song and not you now. Why did they have to recuperate Prince? Yeah. I mean, like, that's, like, my guy and, like. I, I mean, they couldn't fully do it, though. Like, Prince was still being, like, a little freak on Twitter, like, up and Oh, my God. Prince really? on Instagram. Like, yeah, the Prince Instagram was cool. When when you live <laughs> long enough to have an Instagram where you, all of your posts have all capital captions. <laughs> with, like, like, and oh, my God. Yeah. Like, your share? own type of writing. Where's yeah, share too. The, like... She's fully done the thing, too, where it's, like, you're yep. a gay icon. Like, you're all these things. And, like, you are just on Twitter being, like, phone yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then the next tweet like stop I share <laughs> I, I guess I guess my favorite of those is Brittany and I love the way she oh, like yeah. sources yeah. these like insane images of like the earth crying yes. with a gun with lips and stuff <laughs> she's like also this thing where like she was never allowed to say anything and she's like I am saying everything at once. Like, yeah, she's this, like, your 12 year old cousin on Facebook. Total so blast yeah. from consciousness that like yeah. is, yeah. And, and Elton John comes out of the woodwork and, and does a big song with her. All the gay mafia is going to take care of her for the rest yeah. of her life. <laughs> like a hundred percent. Long live. <laughs> Um, okay, well, we should wrap up. Um, I've, I feel, <laughs> I feel bad we had Spike on this call, and I, like, I should have, like, done any sort of, like, due diligence of, like, how's your new project? I mean... Anything you can tease for us? Why don't you have me back on when it's, like, <laughs> happening? Because yeah. it's in... It's, like, so... The biz yeah, is, so... like, I pray to God that it occurs. And <laughs> the moment that they're, like, this is being made, I'll be, like, 
taking my <laughs> rotary phone, dialing, and then, okay, Fox, hi, this is Spike I'm under, uh, former guest of Art and Labor. Can that's you right. have me back to talk about this thing that's actually real? And you like, know, the fun um, thing we're rolling we out, you in. as <laughs> soon as you're hosting the second, or as soon as you're a guest the second time, you're technically a co-host, so... Oh my right. God, fuck yeah. It's a collective. Club. The only it's time a, that means something good, being a two-timer. <laughs> no, I really appreciate you t- you doing our fucking rinky-dink little bullshit podcast. You mean the podcast um, that I subscribe to and have listened to since episode 66? <laughs> and we're at 169 right now? Like, <laughs> Bam, bam, bam. We got a real one. That's right. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> thank you for having me on. Thank you for seeing dog walking as an art beyond it's just the labor you, it, it, uh, this is a perfect episode you really filled it out for it's me true. did a lot yeah. of the production of this episode i was just like <laughs> let's talk let's talk about inuo i'm sorry <laughs> i like know zero no, no. about anime and i loved the movie but i'm like too dumb to talk about it no 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 it's i don't think we could have filled an hour with it we would have had to pick something else yeah especially since it like <laughs> officially comes out in what like it's not even out yet yeah, oh, yeah. Like, like, the like 12, six, the 12, six days another, another six years yeah but, but, but yeah. you know i guess we're talking about queen bee yes <laughs> i think I mean, the I one finish. thing i want to say is like talk to your yeah co- talk to your coworkers, talk to your neighbors that's right talk to As everybody who isn't your boss <laughs> and organize yeah, and doing art, it brings you into a, a lot of spaces, and and people want to talk to you, and that yeah. is like, and and that is relevant to Inuo too. Is like, mm-hmm. people want to get to know you, people want to see you, and like, and so, and you have this like specialized knowledge of like, yeah, there's a lot of things that we can do to make our workplaces better, and we yeah. should all be working together and talking to each other about that stuff. So, artist, the artist as organizer is real. <laughs> And then Kamara, what do you have coming up? Or did you have any final thoughts? I mean, I, whenever Spike's project maybe comes out, I'll probably still be a dog walker. Um, <laughs> still enjoying anime. Um, I'm I'm very happy that I got to talk about anime, Queen Bee, and dogs all at once. <laughs> all your favorite um, stuff. <laughs> so I did bring up some lyrics from Queen Bee's mm. song King Bitch. 2021 here's my my favorite we will play it as the outro of this episode my favorite english translated line is sit shake other paw i agitate the police dogs dig here (laughs) woof woof it's full of prey ding dong by the way i'll never forget you called me a lesser breed oh oh my god that's a very cool can i say it say yeah let's have fun Thank you so much. Bye. ゲームなあそびをしてはこの頃あの頃思い出してたお金は紙価値は波仮想的で血抜き背が結果伝統芸能数人生はデュエル動かしちゃうかオーバーキル巨人的最強の見つけみけろベロス俺はあのボスタル